0: Hey guys, hope you are doing well. It's Rach here and this is another episode of the Rachel Hollis podcast. And this week I'm working off a theme. Like this is so thematic. I feel like we're in middle school and I'm in charge of throwing the dance and everything is gonna just be, I mean, it all is gonna match. And it's a little nerdy, but it makes me super happy. So please just go with me right now. We're gonna talk about spring cleaning your life. spring cleaning your life. So this idea came to me because we just experienced in the Northern Hemisphere, we just experienced the spring equinox that was on March 20th. And I have started to pay a lot more attention to um, cycles of the moon and what is happening with like the equinox or the solstice Mostly because, well, number one, I didn't grow up with anybody talking about that kind of thing. But what I love about it, and forgive me because I don't have a ton of information, but what I love about these dates and paying attention to what's happening with the earth and how it's, you know, existing in the universe around it is that it, they just serve as markers for me. So, You guys maybe heard me talk about um, going, and I now have this tradition with my best girlfriends, we spend every full moon together and we have a dinner and we talk about what we want to manifest and what we want to bring into the world. And last time we went into, we did a cold plunge, (laughs) which was hilarious. And there's video footage of it in the last Rage Talk, if you want to laugh at how much I hate cold water. But We started doing this only because we knew if we paid attention to the full moon, that at least once a month we'd be focused and intentional about where we are and what's happening in our lives. And I think when I started to pay attention to the cycles of the moon, which like, honestly, you could choose anything. You could be like, oh, I'm gonna be intentional on the 15th day of the month, or I'm gonna be intentional on the first Tuesday. It doesn't matter what it is. We just happen to choose the moon cycle. But in doing that, then I became aware of the solstice and the equinox. So there's winter solstice, spring equinox, summer solstice, and then, what is it, autumn Equinox, you can see how knowledgeable I am. But the spring Equinox just passed. And because I saw so much information about it being the spring Equinox, it started making me think about spring cleaning. I grew up and we always did a deep clean every spring. And maybe some of you guys grew up doing the same thing. And I was thinking about what it would look like to do a deep spring cleaning in my house. And then I was like, (gasps) oh, what would it look like to do a deep spring cleaning in my life, which roll your eyes, my friends for sure would roll their eyes because they're like, of course you found a way to make this theme somehow about personal growth, but y'all, that is my jam, so just go with me. Today, I'm gonna take you through a bunch of questions you can ask yourself or work that you can do to spring clean your life. And honestly, this is just a reassessment tool. It is so freaking essential that you are checking in with yourself and seeing where am I? What am I doing? How am I showing up in the world? Am I getting closer to my goals? Am I getting closer to the person that I want to be or believe that I already am? Like We are moving so fast and we have so much responsibility in our lives. There's so much going on that I know you've experienced this where you'll have months go by and you're like what what did I- what even happened? I mean, I'm I feel like right now I have been so freaking intentional. I'm the most intentional version of myself I've ever been in my life and I still can't believe we're at the end of March. That's wild. That is freaking wild. We're at the end of March 2021 just to make sure we don't get off track or lose traction or miss this opportunity to sort of have a refresh in our lives. This is a practice that you can do for yourself. And I'm going to ask if you think this podcast is helpful, will you take a screenshot and talk about it on social or send it to a friend? The podcast is always free. And my intention with Rachel Hollis podcast is always just to give you guys information and tools that will be helpful. And the like nicest most lovely thing you could do in return is just get the word out. So, without further ado, let's talk about spring cleaning your life. When I think of springtime, I think of it as this opportunity to this is when we plant things, right? In agriculture, this is when we would put crops into the ground. Like me personally, I'm planting a garden this summer. So I have my seeds and they're, you know, starting to do all the things that they need to do to become actual little plants so that I can plant them in the soil out back. When I think of planting, I think of like setting yourself up. You know, in the summer, we reap what we've sown. And so right now, it doesn't have to match up with the time of year, but at any moment in time, you can reassess and ask yourself, what am I sowing? Meaning what am I planting? What am I putting in the ground for tomorrow? What am I setting up so that next month, next year, I'm reaping the benefits of that intentionality? Because y'all, the life that you live right now is the result of what you planted six months ago. Sit with that for a minute. The life you are living today is the result of what you planted, of what you were intentional about, what of what you chose for yourself or your family six months ago or a year ago. Like we are directly tied to our past self and whatever decision he or she made, that's the life we live right now. Now, certainly y'all, there are things that throw us off. I mean, hello, global pandemic, like things happen that are outside of our control we cannot control the world around us, but our response to the world around us, whether we handled that with grace and positivity and focus, or we let that experience make us bitter, make us mean, slow us down, knock us off course. Like however we responded to what was happening in our environment, that is the life that we are living right now. You know. I'm going to go sidetrack for just one quick second. I was talking to a friend of mine this weekend and I was telling him about, I had taken my kids out of town for spring break and it was a lot. I'm not going to lie. It was a lot for kids and there's just, it's so much, it's so much. And it wasn't like no BS. You guys know me, I'm just going to be truthful. Was it fun for me? No, no, it was not fun for me. But it wasn't about me. That time was about them and making sure they had a great time and and being together and getting those experiences. But I came back from that trip and I was like dead, so tired, so, oh my gosh. I was just like this. It was really freaking hard. It was really hard. And I was telling my friend, I'm like, but the good news is as human beings, we never remember like the middle. We remember the highest highs of an experience or the lowest lows, depending on your personality type. So my personality type is one that reaches for positivity and joy and beauty. And because of that, I promise you a few months from now, I'm going to look back and be like, oh my gosh, spring break was so special. And I remember when Noah and I did this. And I remember when we played board games. And that's what I'm going to remember. If you're the kind of person who Sees negativity or believes that the universe is out to get you, and maybe you guys have people like this in your life, they'll look back on an experience and only remember the worst stuff. So it's just a reminder that at any given moment, the mindset that you bring in response to what's happening in the world around you is determining not only the joy or absence of joy that you have today, but also the life you're going to live tomorrow. So as we go through this process, I just want you to continue to think that. When we're doing this kind of thing, we're asking, what do I wanna plant so that I can harvest it later on? All right, the first thing that you are gonna do if you wanna take this assessment, you wanna do this in your life is you need to assess. Where are you? Where are you at? How's it going? I do this all the time. I am assessing my life literally every day because I journal every single morning I journal and I'm talking through work stuff and mom stuff and friend stuff and what emotion came up here or what happened there. Like I am constantly assessing sort of what's happening. And for what it's worth, that process is not for the faint of heart. It's number one, it's a habit that you develop for sure, but it's also a constant challenge. Like Okay. Again, straight up with you guys. I had a moment of like really big frustration this weekend and I was like sad and I was crying. And what I was processing when I was crying was like, why does everything have to be a fucking lesson? Like, that's what I was crying. I was like crying to God. I'm like, why does everything have to be a fucking lesson with me? Like, why? Like, no, I I had just gone through something and I was like, no, no, I get what I was meant to learn in this, but why does it always have to be that? Like, why (laughs) can't we just like float on for a minute and just have life be fine and peaceful and like maybe I learn a lesson next month. Do I have to constantly be like, "Oh, that's this person presenting this way or that's this manifesting here or oop, you have unresolved stuff that's still bubbling up." I'm like, "Why does it always have to be a fucking lesson?" And then I was journaling a couple of days later and I was I was just like giving myself prompts and one of the prompts for me was thinking about my core personal values. Like what are the things that I value most as a human and that I reach for in my life? And my number one core value is growth. Number one, no question what I value most in myself and in other people is the desire to grow and evolve and become wiser and More peaceful and a good human. Like that is the thing that I admire most. And I was like, oh, that's why you're always learning lessons that are hard. Like you called your shot. You guys maybe listened to my podcast a couple weeks ago about manifesting. You have asked yourself, God, the universe to give you opportunities to grow. And never one time do we grow without it being uncomfortable. Never you know, if you're working out and you want your muscles to be stronger, you're going to have to break those muscles down before you can build them up. If you are trying to grow your education, you're going to experience, you know, the hardship of like having to learn and having to study and having to stretch your brain in ways that you didn't anticipate. Like we can't grow without it being uncomfortable. So that's why. That's why sometimes you're going to when you're PMSing, cry and eat a cookie, which I did, <laughs> about having to learn a le- another lesson and having to learn it in a way that's painful. And so I think that one of the most powerful things you can do is ask, where am I? What's going on in my life? What do I crave more of? What do I want to release? What do I need to let go of? What do I need to clear out? Like that is so essential. and. In fact, for those of you who are experiencing my three-day women's conference in May, some of you have been with me before, so you know kind of what to expect, but we've even adjusted it even more in this direction of like, what is the roadmap? Literally the front, like sneak peek, but the front of our workbook says you are here like a map in a mall. Like you can't figure out where you are going in life unless you know where you are. And so many people will obsess, obsess, obsess over where they wanna go. Because if they think about where they wanna go, they get to distract themselves from the painful parts of where they are. But like, I'm in Austin, Texas right now. I could drive to Dallas. I could get in my car right now and I could drive to Dallas. But if I know where I wanna go, but don't know what my starting point is, there's no way I'm getting to my destination right? Like if I don't know if I'm in Austin or San Antonio or Phoenix, how the hell am I going to get where I want to go? So a simple way to assess is try my practice of journaling. Challenge yourself, get a notebook, challenge yourself. And every morning you could do, I do two pages. Um, if you're a fan of The Artist Way, she recommends doing three pages, but I don't think that it matters. How much you get up to, as long as you give yourself a minimum of how much you're going to write. And I just sort of free form, don't overthink it. I never reread what I've written. I just allow myself to process on the page. So ask yourself those questions. And while you're journaling, ask yourself this question, because I think it's a really good one. What's working? What's working in your life right now? What's working? And then also, what's sabotaging, sabotaging the life you want to have, sabotaging the person you want to be. Normally I think people would be like, what's working, what's not working. But I think words really matter and saying what's not working doesn't feel harsh enough. Let's be fucking real right now. What is sabotaging how you want to show up in this world? What are you doing personally that sabotages your efforts or What decisions is, like, current version of you making that sabotages the future version of yourself? You know, if we want to make real change, we have to ask ourselves hard questions. And I did this this morning when I was prepping for this time with you guys. I did this. I was like, what's working right now in my life? My friendships, my relationships with the people I love. Like, my gosh, I am so freaking blessed. It's insane. My friends are amazing. And I would not, there's no way that I would be where I am right now in my life, personally or professionally, but definitely personally, if I didn't have these incredible friends around me, because 2020 was so damn hard. And if I hadn't had a core group of people to hold me up and help me process and like, that's working so well. What's working is my relationship with my kids. I did not think it was possible to be closer to my kids than I was. And oh my gosh, I am so grateful. That's one of the things I'm so grateful for in 2020 is through the hardship, we have such a stronger bond that I didn't even know was possible. Those things are working. And when something's working, then I have to look at them or you can look at them and go, what led to them working so well? So in both cases, what led to relationships with my friends or relationships with my kids working so well was being so intentional about growing those. Like growing our friendship group and then growing the individual relationships with the women inside of it. Growing us, me and my kids as like a unit and then growing my individual relationship with each kid. Like I've been so intentional. And I I know that the, a part of the reason that that's easier for me to do now is I am not married. I don't have a relationship. I'm not in a relationship with someone. And being in a relationship is freaking awesome. There's like, yay, go, that's fun. But the absence of like giving so much time and intention to another person really freed me up to have that opportunity to grow richer relationships with others. And I think, I say that to you, number one, because if you're single and you're wishing that you were in a relationship, this is a huge and beautiful opportunity for you to grow the existing love that you have in your life. And I also say that if you are in a relationship to ask yourself, like, I just, I feel like we are so hardcore, and I did this for sure, where it was like, we have to invest in this, this is what matters. And it does, it's so important to, to invest in your romantic relationship, but it's worth asking what other relationships in your life suffer because you put all of the energy into that. So for what that's worth. So what's working? And then the other question is, what is sabotaging? And when I ask myself this question, it's for me, it's usually the same answer, even though I work on it so hard is work. You know, work is a lot. Work is a lot. And for my fellow business owners, I'm sure that you'll get this. I mean, 2020, I felt like every single part of 2020 was just to save my company. My company was based in live events and we had to pivot and we had to figure things out. And it was so hard. And I feel like I worked, (laughs) oh my gosh, so much. And I still find myself in this place where I know how I want to elevate. I know how I want to grow, but I still get pulled down into the trenches a lot. And I am actively taking steps to change that, but it's still sabotaging the person I want to be. And sometimes things sabotage the person you want to be because they're required. You know, you can't just quit your job. You can't just stop being the leader at your company. You can't just stop parenting your kids because you'd like to go write your book or make a podcast or follow your dreams. A lot of times the sabotage is necessary, but even becoming aware of it, hopefully will allow you to ask how you can create a roadmap to make change. Even if that change isn't immediate, even if it's something that doesn't like, okay, I'm going to put this in place and like 18 months from now, I'll be able to do this or six months from now, I'll be able to do that. But you're never going to make a big change like that or figure out how to navigate around it if you are never assessing where you are, what's working and what's not working. Okay, let's get back into my spring cleaning theme because yes, I did use actual cleaning references to come up with what you're gonna do in your life. Don't laugh. Uh, Here we go. When I spring clean, I do four things. So if you're taking notes right now, this is when we're, we're really gonna get into it. And if you're not taking notes, maybe you should because you are five times more likely to retain information if you write it down. So when we spring clean, The first thing that I thought of that I do is deep clean. Like I do deep cleans. Like this is when I'm gonna go after the grout in the shower. This is when I'm gonna do the kind of cleaning that I normally don't do the rest of the year. This is like, we're really gonna get in there. So I asked, what does it look like in your life to do a deep clean? What in your life needs to be looked at more closely? What needs to be unpacked? What's the area of tension? And in this instance, I really mean like emotionally that keeps bothering you. And if you didn't have that in your life, the freedom, the weight that would be off your shoulders, the ability you have to do great things, like so much would be elevated if you could just handle this thing. Maybe it's anxiety for you. Maybe it's fear of failure. Maybe it's a relationship that you have with someone that's really negative. Like deep cleaning your life looks like being super freaking honest about what you need, like super freaking honest about what's dirty. Yes, I'm gonna keep using these analogies. But what in your life is like covered with grime? What do you keep using, even though you keep going back to this thing and you know, it's like funky and it's starting to smell (laughs) like I'm being silly, but not like, what are the things that you have to dive into and dive into to me looks like, do you need to go to therapy? Do you need to take a solo trip? Solo trip. Like, okay. I know not everybody has the resources to take a solo trip, but I do this as much as I can. I started doing this again, I don't know, several months ago because I can drive in a car, I can go to a hotel that I, you know, you can socially distance, you can wear a mask. I hang out in the hotel room and it just gets me outside of my regular environment and it allows me to think. And I've had some really beautiful solo trips. I actually was just talking to my, my niece is in her 20s. And she's like, Man, I've never, I really want to like travel, but you know, it's weird. I don't want to travel alone. I was like, oh my gosh, I travel alone all the time because I used to have to travel for business constantly before COVID. And I, I want to get back to it. And now that things are starting to feel a little safer and I believe there are ways to travel safely, I do that. And guys, I know not everybody has that opportunity, but could you create it in your own environment? Could you like, does your friend have like a, house you can go stay at? Or could you, you know, I don't know, maybe your partner takes the kids for the weekend and they go to grandma's house and you get the house to yourself. Like, could you create that experience without having to spend money, but essentially just having the time by yourself? Solo trip, therapy, journaling every day. I already talked about this one. I think is a great opportunity to kind of unpack and go deeper. I also, no BS, like, Conference. Conference. If you are a woman and you wanna to come to conference, there is no there is no greater personal growth conference. I will die on this hill. Nobody does it better than we do. Period. Rise Conference is amazing. It's been around for years and years in a world before COVID, you know, 10,000 women in an arena changing their freaking lives. And now we're gonna do it virtually. So it's women all over the world and it's three full days of programming with incredible teachers who are all dedicated to this idea of how do we help you step outside of your life and sort of look at it from 50,000 feet? How do we help you say, I am here and I want to go there. What is the roadmap to get me there? So it's three days. The first day is own your past. So we spend a full day diving into what is it about your past that has created the life that you have right now? Whether that's good stuff or hard stuff, how do we shift the focus of what we've gone through and use it to see ourselves as warriors? right like what it, what is it about our past that makes us strong day 2 is own your present so it's all about habits and tactics that you can incorporate into your daily life that will make you better stronger more healed like is it emotional is it physical is it do you need to get a handle on your nutrition no this is not a conference we don't give a fuck what you weigh this is not a health conference but we do spend a lot of time talking about how do you care for your body and love it really well in a culture that tells you that you're meant to change it. And day three is own your future. What does it look like to call your shot? What's the goal that you're gonna believe for yourself, for your family? Are you gonna get out of debt? Are you gonna go back to school? Are you gonna make a million dollars this year? Are you gonna start a nonprofit? Like whatever it is you're building, this conference is about you having the time and the space to do that because so many women do not take the time because they give everything to everybody else and they never give themselves a chance to just ask better freaking questions. So Rise Conference is awesome, but honestly, so many people are doing conferences. There's so many virtual conferences you could attend. I literally just did a virtual business conference. I did a personal growth conference a couple months ago. I am so intentional about having this time alone to dig into what the hell's going on because I just feel like as much therapy as I have done, and y'all, I have done a lot, as much prayer as I have prayed, as much time verbally processing with my friends, Like no matter how much I've done, there's always more layers you know, you keep like peeling about the layers in the onion. So if you want to find out more about Rise Women's Conference, I'm going to put the uh, link in the description of the podcast, or you can look on at letsrise.co, which is our Instagram. And it's so beautiful and so fun. And I know you'll love it. Or you can go to the website and it'll all be there. Okay. The second thing I do when I'm spring cleaning is organize. I get organized. I'm like, let's get some drawer organizers. Let's figure out this cabinet. Let's redo my closet. Like I spend a lot of time getting things in shape, right? Like getting them in the way that I want them to be to make it easier for me to live my life. So what that looks like when we're assessing our life is what habits will get you closer to your goal? What rituals do you need to incorporate? And how can you set yourself up for success? Now, Oftentimes, when people do something like this, like this podcast, you maybe you get excited, you're like, Yes, I'm gonna figure all this out and I'm gonna plan all these things. And you get a million ideas and it ends up making you feel overwhelmed instead of more centered and focused. That's not what we wanna do here. So, what I would recommend is you go back to that question of what's sabotaging. Remember, like what's not working, what's sabotaging? And you ask yourself, just one, just start with one. What is one habit? What is one bomb habit that I can incorporate into my life that will help me to stop sabotaging in this way? What can I do today to plant a seed that I get to harvest later in the year? What's one habit? Because if you try and have... 15 habits and incorporate them all at the same time, you're gonna make it like a week. That's why most people on New Year's get all the ideas in their head about what they wanna do. And then 10 days later, they've let them all go because they've overwhelmed themselves with new things that they're supposed to incorporate and it's too much. So let's just start with one bomb habit that you can add to your life every freaking day that will help set you up for success. So number one was deep clean. Number two was organize. And real quick, if you're like, well, I know what the thing is. I know what the negative sabotaging thing is that I wanna work around, but I'm not sure what habit will help with that. Go do some research, y'all. Get on Google. Go to YouTube. How do I manage this? How do I fix that? There's so much research available to you right now for free. And the fact that you're not looking into it you got to own that because if the information exists for free and you're not actively trying to find answers, then you're choosing to stay stuck. And I know you don't want to hear that, but that's real. People don't come to me because they want someone to pat their back. People come to me because they want someone to get in their face. And I love you enough to tell you to take ownership of your freaking life. Whether your life is great or your life is miserable, you got to take ownership of that. I have had some of the The worst, most horrible things happened to me in my life, stuff I wouldn't wish on anybody. And I still choose. I still choose joy. I still choose positivity. I still choose to believe people are good. I still choose to believe there is more beauty and goodness in this world than bad. That's a choice that I make. That is a habit that I have chosen every day for two decades. And you won't convince me that it's wrong and you won't convince me to think otherwise because I believe we have a choice. So you have a choice. What are you going to do with the choice that's been given to you? The third thing that we're going to talk about when it comes to spring cleaning is what needs to be removed. So we talked about deep cleaning. We talked about organization. What needs to be removed from your life? Because when I spring clean, woo, I get all the donations ready for goodwill. Like I... I clear out so many things because I just go through my house. I'm like, why do I have this? Why am I still holding onto this sweater that I hate? Like, why do I have all this clutter in the closet? I get rid of stuff. And I think this assessment is a beautiful time to get rid of things that are not serving you. So what I would ask is, what is a belief system that you have that's hurting you? Meaning like what's something that you believe or you tell yourself maybe not even consciously that is totally unrealistic and is sabotaging who you are. One of the easiest ones I can think of as women is what BS unrealistic beliefs you have about the way you're supposed to look like if you're not listening to Talking Body, which is my friend Amy Porterfield's podcast, it's part of my podcast network. If you're not listening to Talking Body and having her, she's, she goes through this whole process, it's a beautiful podcast and it's been so popular with y'all, but it's all about the perception women have about their bodies and what we believe it's supposed to be. And the struggle that Amy had with thinking that if she wasn't thin enough, she would never be successful. Or if she could just lose a little more weight, then she'd be even more successful. Like it's this twisted narrative. And so many of us have twisted narratives that we've never even stepped back to ask ourselves why the hell we believe that in the first place. We just accept it as fact. So what are the, what's a belief system that you have in your life right now? You know, maybe it's about your body. Maybe you have a belief system that oh, they're family and family sticks together no matter what. And you have family members who treat you like crap and they're bitter and they're horrible, but you keep interacting with them because family is family. Fuck that. Oh no, absolutely not. I don't believe that for a second. I have dear, amazing friends that are like adopted family and I have family members that are blood that I don't talk to because I refuse to allow That kind of energy into my life. I don't want my kids to grow up around it. I grew up around it because my parents didn't have those boundaries and never asked if it was appropriate if people behaved in a certain way. But I will be damned if I let that into my home or my life. So ask yourself what belief systems do you believe that if you try, you're going to fail? Do you believe you're not smart enough? Do you believe you're not strong enough? Do you like? Have you ever just asked yourself, like, what kind of bullshit am I swallowing right now that's negatively affecting my life? And it goes the same way as the habit. Like, I don't think you take all of them on at once, but even taking a deeper dive into a single belief system that's hurting you and truly unpacking why you believe that, talking to your therapist about it, talking to your friends about it, doing the research, finding the books. Oh my gosh, you guys, I have to tell you, speaking of, I'm going to sidestep, but you're going to love this. For the first time really in my adult life, I'm, would I call it dating? I don't know. I don't know what exactly. (laughs) I don't know exactly what I'm doing. You guys know I don't have, I'm very inexperienced in this area. I met my ex-husband when I was um, 18. We went on, I met him right before my 19th birthday. So I was 18 we went on my first date ever with any human when I was 19 years old, and we were together for 18 years. So I find myself, 38 years old, I don't know this world at all. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know any of it at all. And I've had stuff bubble up, like emotions bubble up, and things trigger that I didn't even know were in me because I've never really gone through this as a grown up. And I felt myself doing it. I'm like, what the? hell is going on? Why am I reacting like this? This is crazy. And I had what many of us do where I'm like, oh, I'm an insane person. Like this is not normal behavior. And then I was like, wait a minute, there's got to be an answer, which is what I would challenge you to do. There's got to be an answer beyond like, oh, I'm just this way. And so I did a ton of research and I watched YouTube videos and I read books and I figured out, ended up being, if you guys know anything about attachment theory, I was like, whoa, this is what I needed in my life. And I promise I'm going to do some follow-up on that because I thought the whole thing was so fascinating. But it was really helpful for me. I always feel like if I can just understand why I'm thinking the way I'm thinking or why I'm making those choices, it doesn't mean that immediately those behaviors go away, but it absolutely means that I feel more in control. I don't feel like a crazy person. I feel like, oh, this okay, this is, you're reacting in this way because of this. So I can sort of talk myself down from the ledge. And I also feel like that's a really valuable and important tool to have for me, as I navigate whatever this next chapter looks like to understand like, oh, yep, there's that thing showing up for you again. I wanna ask you what belief systems need to be removed, what negative self-talk needs to be destroyed, and also what negative self-talk needs to be destroyed that's disguised as helpful. Woo, sit with that for a second. Hopefully, you've heard me talk a ton about negative self-talk, the voice in the back of our mind that is telling us all the ways we don't measure up, why we suck, why we're fat, why we're ugly, why we're terrible parents, blah, 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 all of the BS that's in our head. And I feel like people do try really hard to address that mindset and change the way they're thinking, but something we don't talk a ton about is what if it's, Negative self-talk, but it's disguised as something positive. So a good example for me is if you read "Girl, Wash Your Face," then you know I really struggled. I used to be a workaholic, and I'm not using that term loosely. I'm not saying, "Oh, like I'm a wor-. no." I worked myself until I was sick. I was avoiding my life. I was avoiding how hard it was to be a parent. I, I, I would destroy myself to make sure that I was working harder, faster, stronger. It was really unhealthy for me. And I have to fight the voice in the back of my mind that will try and pull me back into that narrative because it's disguised as achievement. Oh, well, if you just put in, you know, like I was working yesterday because I had been out of town with the kids for spring break. Yesterday was a Sunday and I was working And that was an agreement I had made with myself. Like I'm gonna be present with my kids. I'm not gonna work on this trip, but it meant that I had a week of missed stuff. So I needed to catch up yesterday. So I was working, but I had had plans to go hang out with my friends in the late afternoon. And I was really humming along. I was really in flow. I was like getting shit done. Like, you know, when you're just, everything's clicking, you're like, yes, 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 we're killing it. And there was the voice in the back of my head that was like, you can hang out with your friends anytime. Like you can hang out with your friends. Like let's just double down. Let's just like go get some coffee. We'll pull an all nighter. We'll get all this crap done. You'll be set up for the week. Like let's go. And the old me would have done that, hundred percent. The old me would have done that. And if you go back to the beginning of this podcast when I'm talking about what's sabotaging, it's the old me. It's that negative version of myself that's disguised as good, but. I know who I want to be. And I want, I know how I want to show up in this world. And I already told you that what's working in my life is these relationships I have with my friends and my people. And they are so life-giving. And I'm like, you are about to throw away this beautiful experience to get more work done? Bitch. No. So also be on the lookout for things that actually are very hurtful to you and take you further away from the person you want to be, but are disguised as good for you. Okay, one more thing under remove. Ask yourself, who are the people in your life that make you feel like the person you want to be? Who are the people that elevate you? Who are the people who make you feel strong? Who are the people who support your dreams, who hype you up? Who are those people? And how do you Pour gasoline on that. How can you be more intentional about growing those beautiful relationships? Even if it's one person, or maybe you're like, Rachel, I don't feel like I have anyone. Okay. Go freaking join a club. Get on a Facebook group. Do something like, don't sit there and cry over what you don't have if you're not doing anything to change it. And if you, honestly, if you're feeling like you don't have the kind of positive energy you want in your life, please go listen. I think it's episode 185, it's like two weeks ago, I talked about the difference between the law of attraction and manifesting and this idea that we attract what we are. We don't attract what we want. We attract what we are. So if you don't have positive, good energy in your life, you have to ask yourself, what is it about you that is making it so that you don't have that in your life? Okay? So ask yourself, If you have those people, how do I be more intentional? How do I love them better? A really simple trick for this is just knowing, like immediately knowing what someone's Enneagram number is and you better know yours. If you and I have been hanging out this long and you don't know your Enneagram number, my goodness, please go Google it, E-N-N-E-A-G-R-A-M. Take a test. It's gonna be like reading your diary. It's a personality test. It'll blow your mind. But I always know what's their Enneagram number, and what's their love language? Like literally the people that I'm dating, I don't even wanna call it that, that sounds so weird, but like talking to, whatever whatever it is, it's the first question I ask, literally. I'm like, do you know your Enneagram? No, okay, great, I'm gonna text you this test later, I'm gonna need you to take this. And then also what's your love language? Because if you know how people receive love, what makes them feel loved and seen and known, then you can love them better, right? So that's the people in your life that you want there. But when we talk about removing, we also have to ask ourselves, who in your life should not be there? Who should not be there? And I know you can't cut out everybody, but you certainly can control and put boundaries up and figure out how you're going to allow them to be there. Because just accepting that someone is freaking miserable and awful to you, but you just have to take it, no. That is the first thing that you should remove. All right. Last thing that I do when I am spring cleaning is I always, once the house is like super clean, I always like treat myself to just one little thing. So like, maybe I'll get a new candle or maybe I'll get a new picture frame. I love my house is just filled with framed pictures of me and my kids and me and my friends. And I just, it makes me so happy. Maybe I get a new frame. Maybe I get, um, like I, I just did this recently or I got a, like a new rug for my bathroom and it's anthropology. So, you know, those rugs are insane. And you're like, why am I spending this much on a rug? Except it's freaking adorable. So, okay. But I usually will treat, the house to like one cool, beautiful thing because everything's all clean and pretty or you know I'll do the like target trip where I go for one thing and then I end up getting like throw pillows, whatever. And it just makes you so happy because you're adding this like cool, beautiful thing to your newly cleaned house. And I think that we can do the same thing with our life. The quote that I thought of for this one was years ago, I heard Oprah say, you can't receive anything if your hands are full. You can't receive anything if your hands are full. And when we clear out these things, we make space for newness. We make space for beauty. And what I'm wondering is what can you add? And by the way, this is the last step. You do not get to add a thing unless you've done the other bits. Because many people will be like, I'm gonna treat myself. No, don't treat yourself. Do the freaking work and let this be the carrot that's sort of dangling in front of you. So what's a beautiful thing that you could add to your life? Maybe it's a class that you've wanted to take, or maybe you wanted to like go to a beautiful dinner with the people that you love. Like based on what you just assessed, what's something that you could add because you've done this work? What I thought of for this, because I really was thinking in terms of my house, but There's some correlation here with our life is, do you ever notice, I don't know if I'm the only one that like when you're cleaning, you like clean your house best when you're going to have new friends come over, new friends, not your friends who've seen it look like a dumpster fire, but like there's new friends or you're inviting someone over for dinner. Like I know we're in COVID times, but think back to when you got to have people over to your house. When you're inviting someone new over, or maybe you're having a party, remember when we used to have parties, but that's always when I would clean my house the best and it's always when I would add things. Like there would be stuff that I always wanted, like, oh, I want really cute champagne glasses or I want cute cocktail napkins or I want a rug for the bathroom, but I wouldn't do it until people were going to see it. Can we just sit with that for a minute? how many things in your life are you saving for like a special occasion? You can't see me, but I'm doing air quotes. What in your life are you saving for a special occasion? What are you saving? You're like, oh, we don't use that that fine china unless it's a holiday or a special dinner. Like what are you not doing because nobody's seeing it? This is so real for a lot of us inside of the last you know, 12 months is we stop doing things to take care of ourselves as individuals because maybe nobody's going to see you. I mean, here in Austin, things have, I mean, Texas is crazy and we're not even going to get into that. But here in Austin, we've had restaurants open kind of the whole time. So once we got out of the initial quarantine, we had restaurants open and they're socially distanced. You have to wear a mask until you sit at your table, whatever. But I would say Like last fall, so not the whole time, but last fall was the first time that I went to a restaurant with my friends again. And it was so nice. It was so nice to like put on an outfit that made me feel beautiful and go have someone make me a cocktail and hang out with my friends. And I'm not saying that you have to want to do the same thing, but what I'm asking is what are you saving up for later? What are you, how are you like, what's beauty that you can add to your life, to yourself, to your experience of this life right now today, because you've done the work to clear out that which does not serve you. You've done the work, you've cleared space, you've dived deeper. How can you celebrate your life by adding something beautiful? And I can't give you the answer for that, but I hope that you'll consider the challenge of figuring out what it is. I also hope, guys, that this was a really helpful podcast for you. I hope my themes made (laughs) sense because I know I went off on some tangents, as you know I do. I just want to remind you if you are listening to this, subscribe to the podcast so you get a notification every time I post a new episode. Please share it on social. Your shares are so freaking important to me. They help the show, they help our whole team who works on it. So we're really grateful for your time. I'm also going to put the podcast hotline in the show notes. If you have a question about something I taught today, if you want me to take a deeper dive, if there's something you're struggling with in your life, please call the hotline. You can have it be anonymous or you can leave your name and your contact information because I'm going to start doing interviews with listeners here on the show. So we're gonna have like people can call in and we can ask questions and I can help you work through the thing that you're going through. So if that sounds like you, if you have a question, business or life or whatever, call the hotline, it's in the show notes and let me know what's up. Also definitely check out details about Rise Women's Conference, it's coming in May. It's gonna be amazing. It's Gretchen Rubin, Giada De Laurentiis, Trent Shelton, my best friend, Beans, who you know, me teaching nonstop, so much teaching. And we're about to announce our second round of speakers soon. So you guys, it's gonna be epic. You can do it in your living room with your best friend, your mama, your sister, or just yourself. But definitely something to consider as you take a deeper dive and prep for what comes next. All right, guys, hope you found this helpful. Until I see you next time, remember, I love you and I'm rooting for you. The Rachel Hollis podcast is hosted by me, Rachel Hollis. Our show is produced by Chelsea Harfouche and edited by Andrew Weller with additional production support by Sterling Coates. Our executive producer is Cameron Berkman. The Rachel Hollis podcast is a 3% chance production.